can't you change your thinking? Everybody else does. Because I'm a fighter. That's the way I'm made. We can't change what we are. Yes, you can. We can't change anything, Adrian. All we can do is just go with what we are. You can't go with what you are. Have you read the papers? Do you know what everybody says? It's suicide. You've seen Hillary. You know how strong she is. You can't win! This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Yes, you never knew that Trump hung out with Adrian Balboa. <clears throat> you know the 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 whole the whole country saying you can't win. You know what? Trump's a fighter, so am I. And uh, I hope this whole country gets uh, gets fired up to be a fighter and don't lay down because we can't have Hillary as our president. And uh, we're coming up. We're coming up to to the the election in just what 80 days it's not very much longer it's not very much longer i know we have uh three debates that start out on uh, september 26 i believe and i think that's going to be the uh, uh the tipping point but we're going to talk a lot about what's going on in the presidential election and what's going on in uh, our country but first let me talk about let me introduce myself my name is ed hoffman president wholesale capital corporation your local direct mortgage lender located in the city of marino valley also offices in temecula corona Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California, all of California, all of Arizona, and all your real estate financing needs. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk to me, but you don't want to talk on the phone because you're at the office and you're stealing time from your boss wait till you're off wait till your lunch break wait till your government mandated 15 minute coffee breaks go to edhoffman.net click on apply now and uh give me as much information as you want me to have and let me know how much information you want back you'll hear back from uh back from me or one of my teammates matt bradbury randy sampius alex rojas Eric Marquez or Cody Bradbury, no relation to Matt, and uh, we will uh, fill you fill in your uh, real estate puzzle with the missing pieces and help you uh, help you get financed. Whether that's uh, refinancing, buying, uh, buy a buy a new house, buy a house to get your kids out of your basement, help them with it, uh, buy a vacation home or an investment property, or uh, if you're over 62 and you're interested in one of them reverse mortgage things and you just want to have some more information on it. Uh, call me 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net. If you hear something you want repeated, you can also go to edhoffman.net, click listen to the main event, hear the repeat of this show and several past shows, or you can uh, go to podcast on uh, iTunes and uh, search Ed Hoffman or the main event. You can follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. Uh, find the sh- uh, You can like the show on Facebook. Uh, search the main event 590, find the show page. Also read my weekly opinion columns in iebusinessdaily.com. And uh, this week's my opinion is about how the presidential election comes down to controversy versus corruption. So uh, we got all that. Hey, before I before I go any further, uh, I want to announce uh, th- coming up September 15th, that's a Thursday night, 
at 6:30 at our office in Merino Valley. Um, we're doing a first-time home buyer, first-time home buyer seminar for those of you that are thinking. I wonder if I could buy. I don't know. And you got some questions like, how much money do I need? What about my credit? Do I qualify? Uh, go to edhoffman.net and, you know, just send me an email because uh, really it's a couple of guys in my office doing this. But send me an email at edhoffman at WCC Loans. Edhoffman at WCC Loans. And I'll get you on the list. I'll announce this every week until that happens. Um, but it's free. And uh, uh, Chris Dominguez, Lee Duran, will actually lay out the all the questions that you have have in going with this and if so if you're thinking about buying a house uh go uh, go to wc ed hoffman at wccloans.com click say hey i'm interested in the first time home buyer and i'll forward it over to chris and lee and uh, they'll get you on the, on the list for and that's at our at our office in marino valley um so that's coming up hey you know what also uh this past uh week at the uh dinesh d'souza and larry elder event um, I talked to a guy that uh, that 71 years old in great uh, great uh, health, working in the healthcare industry. Wants he's he's working hard to pay off his uh, pay off his his house so that he can uh, retire comfortably. And I said, why wait? Do a reverse mortgage. We'll do it right now, and uh, we can make your house payment go away right now instead of waiting. Hey, if you're thinking like that and you're not sure, yeah, what is that thing? I really not sure about it. I don't. I've heard not heard bad good things. Call me and let's talk about it because these are really good programs. So anyway, uh, now that I'm done talking real estate, let's go on to the more important stuff like what's happening in our country. So today, today in my studio, I have congressional candidate Doug Shepard. He's running for Congress uh, at, for the 41st District, which is Riverside, Moreno Valley. What else? Paris and the city of Rupa Valley and a little bit of Mead Valley. Okay, so, uh, you know, the parts that we used to call... Uh, Paris and yep. uh, and uh, Mira Loma, which are now yep. Harupa Valley yep. and uh, and Marino Valley and Riverside, Absolutely. just right east of Ken Calvert's district. Yes, just re- yes. Okay, Doug, welcome to the main event. Thanks, Ed. So happy to be here. Okay, so uh, so you're you know we've we've been we talked a little bit and you're running sure. against my favorite congressman Mark Ticano. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sarcasm, in case some of you haven't heard me talk about Mark Ticano. Um, but uh, you know we really, really, really need for Doug to win this election. So first of all, tell us about yourself. Thanks, Ed. Well, first of all, like Rocky said, he says he's a fighter and he's got to fight. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not. I'm not a professional politician. Never ran for office before, Ed. The reality is, is that I've worked on some campaigns. I've been involved in people I supported, causes that I believe in. I've walked and knocked for people. And over the years, not sexy things, not conspicuous things, just, you know, good policy or good things that I believe in. But last summer, it was decided. I I, I said, who are we going to support? Who are we going to go forward with? And it came down to, if not me, who? That's what it came down to. Exactly. Not me, who? Now, I've worked my life. I've been married 33 years. I've been in business for over 40. I have a real estate firm and a uh, and uh, an escrow firm, and we have another small uh, sportswear firm. And all of these things work. My kids are grown, got a couple of grandkids. Frankly, I don't need this. This would be, I don't need to run for Congress. It wasn't my life plan. But, it, but last summer, I said, you know what? This has got to change. Our incumbent is not only not serving our community, but he doesn't reflect our community and its values and its and its uh, attributes and its and even if its strivings. And so, you know, I'm just a citizen. I'm just like Ronald Reagan said. I'm I'm not a professional politician. I'm just a guy with. If I want my ideas and my ideals put forward and emulated, who's going to do it? Well, 
If not me, who? So that's where I'm here. Exactly. And uh, for those of you that don't that don't live in the Riverside area, Doug, Doug has uh, the Shepherd Realty Group is uh, has been uh, has been uh, a uh, a staple in the real estate in uh, in the Inland Empire for years and years and years. Yep. And of course, uh, if you remember all of Doug's ads, you know he shaved his his. Uh, <laughs> His mustache off to be a politician. It's like uh, I told Doug yesterday. I said, you know, your your mustache was right there with uh, with uh, Tom Selleck. You know, Doug Shepard, the guy with the big mustache. Yeah, and you know what? My wife isn't happy about it because that mustache is all what she loved. But you know what? Um, you do what you got to do, and and I'm uh, I'm happy to be clean shaven now. Ed. All right. Thanks well, for pointing hey, that out, buddy. You still look Thanks, good, man. You still Thanks. Look good. Thank but you. you know what? Uh, you know, it's why is it that that. <laughs> Politicians with hair on their face don't win. I don't know. Well, they all look like dictators. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. That yeah. could be. <laughs> that could be part of the problem. That could be. Hey, but you know what? This is the year of the outsider. And, yeah. you know, like we, you know, the, the people chose Donald Trump because we're tired of the right. the Republicans that don't seem to do anything. Hey, they got good ideas, you know, and they, but, you know, when it comes in, as Dinesh D'Souza says, when they when it comes to a fight, they assume the, the, the fetal position and let the Democrats run over us. And so it doesn't do us any good to keep getting those uh those in-house guys so i know we have an intelligent audience here okay because if they're not intelligent i usually offend them um but there may be some listeners out there that don't necessarily understand the job of a congressman okay uh talk about the responsibilities tell me what it is to tell you know what i always said people have asked me to run run for office and i said you know i couldn't i don't think i could be anything short of a governor or a president because it'll just frustrate me to be one in 435 uh, to be a congressman. I'd have to be maybe a senator. I, I don't even know that I could tolerate that because I'm not a patient guy. But what does a congressman do? Congressman, first and foremost, has two jobs, as I see it. The first is constituent services. Though it means that you serve the people of your district. And what does that mean? If they have a problem, if they're a veteran, they need help with the VA, which is a real problem now, or if they're just a, somebody needs a visa to get an uncle into the into the country, or just whatever that is, when you're you can be the liaison to the federal government. That's one thing. Constituent services, and you and I both know because you're in the service business and I'm in the service business, is that constituent means customer and customer means people. So it's all about people service. That's the first thing. And I don't think one, my opponent gets that. And two, most congressmen or most elected officials don't get that. It's the service. It's the, it's the representative and the public service service part of it. And that's just not, you know, uh, politician BS. That's one rule. That's one thing. The I other think, one, I think a lot of politicians think, Hey, you know what? I'm in the government now, so I'm part of the management. So I'm you guys. You guys are my are my are my uh, are my subordinates. And it's really the opposite direction. Hey, we elect these guys. We elect you guys, hopefully, uh, to be our to serve us. Well, that's exactly right. The, the truth is, is that yeah, if you think you're going to go manage, now you have to manage your little office. But if you if you think you're going to go manage or dictate or that, that's not true. And you have to be uh, responsive to this to your constituents or your customers. But the other thing that, that a congressman does is make laws. I mean, that's what they do. They propose, they fight, and they make laws. First, for the overall country, but also for the local area. 
And remember, you know, what, who our, one of our favorite people always says, everything is, uh, all politics is local. Well, it's truth, because the reality is, is that everything affects you. Now, I'm going to talk later about why the importance of voting down ticket all the way from your Congress, all the way from your city council to your water board. You need to be involved in that, but we'll talk about it in a minute. So those are the two things, constituent services, Ed, and the other one is making laws. Now, frankly, I don't know what the challenge will be or what the laws are. I have some ideas what I want to do there and what we're going to do and to uh, to help change or take the number one thing is help the Congress take back some of its constitutional rights. I believe in the Constitution and we've, we've lost some of that, but we'll come back to that too. But in reality, it is this. It is about you send somebody to Congress with your attitude, the right attitude about how to approach lawmaking. My opponent is a big government guy. Big government. The solutions are more money, more regulation, more bureaucracy. If that's what you want, then you send that guy there. If you send me there, you get smaller government, smaller regulation, less uh, taxation and those things. You know, I always say you send a lawyer to Congress, you get laws. You send a, on a teacher to Congress, you get lectured on those laws. You send a small business guy with service orientation and you get service and you get an attitude that helps small business, which is the number one thing that people in the 41st are, are concerned about, jobs and the economy, and that starts with small business. Well, I think it should be, it should be everybody in the country should be con- uh, concerned about that. But it is. But we gotta, you know, we we get to vote where our district is. But we right. need 435 guys that think like you, in the in the Congress, and we need to get rid of the guys that think like Mark Ticano. And while we're on that, <laughs> while we're on that, for those of you that aren't in the 40 41st district, this will be entertaining. But uh, this guy, this guy, Mark Ticano, is he's sec- he's a two term. Yes, he's, he's a two term. Yes. This is this is his third election. He's going yep. for. This was a new district. This was a new district that they that they cut. Uh, they gerrymandered. They, they took. They, they changed. Part of the district was mm-hmm. uh, Ken Calvert's, and part of it was uh, Mary Bono's, and and they, Craig and Jerry Lewis, and a lot of other people. This has been a traditionally strong uh, Republican area, and what they did was just carve it up. Now the Republicans are as much as fault to that as the Democrats, but that's what happened, and it just tilted a little bit to the Democrat. And my opponent got in on in 2012 on kind of the Obama second Obama wave, and so he got in. But since then, he's been really a in his and I was and I've been uh, really uh, I've had a I've had a little bit of communication with him and this not this is absolutely not my guy no way I don't I don't think he represents me or anybody I know in in this district or in this country as far as I, I know there's people in this country he probably does but let's just hear he made a little speech he made a little speech at the Democratic convention let's just hear a little bit about Mark Ticano. I am Congressman Mark Takano from the great state of California. And I'm the first openly gay person of color to be elected to the United States Congress. As a proud Gaysian, I support Hillary Clinton because she is a strong champion for LGBT rights. She will fight to end uh, employment discrimination against LGBT Americans. Well, you know what? Uh, that's just something I didn't need to know. You know what? The, well, let me you know, tell you a couple of things about that. Ed. Let me jump in here. The first thing is 
First thing he says, I'm from California. He could have said he was from where he, where the people represent him, inland California. And I know you, you people in Los Angeles, but I'm sure if your congressman went to a national stage in Los Angeles and just said he was from California, that's a big state. And that's one of the problems. He thinks he represents more than, his repre- than who he represents. The second thing he said was that he was, uh, he, he made it very clear that he has a very narrow set of circumstances. Now, our set of priorities, all of that is fine with me, except that if you do not um, uh, represent a full community, that's the problem with Mark Takano. Not that he represents the LGBT community, because I can represent the LGBT community and go out and get support and fight for the, for what they believe in. If 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 you know if they're aligned. But the truth is, you have to represent all the people, and that's the national stage he took. And the third thing about that is, he supports Hillary Clinton and anything she says. The reason he was on that stage is not that he was a Afri- he was a Japanese American gay man. It's because Hillary Clinton needed a certain message, and that message was that at the time, and he was all more willing to go out and do that rather than represent anything else, and that's what he does. He votes right down that Democratic ticket every time. So, sorry I get a little excited about this, but those three things bother the heck out of me and should most people. As they do as they do me, and the only thing that I've seen as a guy who gets uh, uh, emails from uh, Mark Takano, the only thing he cares about is the LGBT community. Yeah. If it doesn't have to do with gay rights or gay this or gay that, um, he doesn't. He doesn't engage. He just goes down the party ticket. Uh, I sent him an email about uh, voting on uh, the Iran deal, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think there was a. I don't remember what the other issue was, but you get your your straight out of the box uh, standard standard answer about how great things are, and we got to support President Obama, and this is going to be good for the world, and blah blah blah. You know what? Maybe it's one of his staffers. Hey, here's my here's my response to everybody who has any concerns about anything, unless it has to do with gay rights. And, you know, Dad, uh, Ed, the thing about that is that gay rights are legitimate concern, and we should address those. And everybody has rights in this country. However, he forgets that the gay community are also business owners. They also have kids in school. They also have all these things, and those things need to be fought for for all people, not just that. And that's his real issue. He fights for a very narrow set of problems when it, when we fight for small business we, we 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 are part of the gay community that owns businesses those are that's a very important thing without pandering without going over the top the, the reality is is that get 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 to the point where you represent more of your constituents and you'll do and frankly he's really alienated the faith community there are ways to go after and promote the, the lgbt um uh, agenda without calling your fellow uh people in your district bigots and and racist and that just, is what he does i just uh i just have a little bit of a issue with with making so much of your of your of your emphasis on what you do based on what people do in their bedroom well i mean people don't want to hear about what me and my wife do in our bedroom and i don't get any special rights because of it yeah. so you know hey take care of the businesses take care of take care of america when america is not about these social issues america is about what we need now is people in people in uh, in our government that are focused on jobs uh foreign policy uh immigration security we've got we've got some big problems in this country and those are the problems you know it's less about uh, the other thing about my opponent is he's been running for office since 1992 and he's held a couple of offices he's a, he's a professional ambitious politician and that's what he wants to do i am not 
I'm come to do a job, and like George Washington, when it's done, I'm going home because my life is great here in the Inland Empire. And and the, and as a business owner, you understand yeah. what it takes to balance to balance a checkbook, and yeah. what it takes what what people will do when you set set law. You you put you raise taxes. All that does going to do yeah. is create people that make money to cheat on their taxes. Right. I've never paid minimum wage, and you know what? We've never had to do that because I've always wanted the best people. So in reality, government mandates are those, which is something my opponent really pushes is $15. He thinks that's a solution to poverty, and I'm just telling you, you know what? That's how you make small business go impoverished. Exactly. So tell, tell us about uh, uh, what we should do on November 8th. You said you wanted to talk about I'm really excited about November 8th, and here's why. Because... Um, there's so much activity and so much interest in this political process right now and this this election. On November 8th, two things have to happen. You have to get out and vote, and you have to take somebody else to the poll. I will tell you that our opponents, the people that don't share our basic values, are going to motivate it. The Democratic Party pushes and and really gets out the vote. So I need you to get out and vote. And if at five o'clock this gets called for in this gets called by the national media at five o'clock in the afternoon, and in California you're just getting off work and you go, oh Trump won, I don't have to go do it. Or Hillary won, I'm shouldn't I'm never I'm moving to Canada. I don't know what you're going to say, but you need to continue on, go to the polls and vote. Now, before that, we have actually an absentee ballot. Did you know that more than 50% of the people are ballots cast or cast absentee now? I did not know that. And we need to get, we need to absolutely get people, uh, there are two dates. There's about October 10th, and then there's November 8th. October 10th is when the absentee ballots. So make sure you fill that out. Make sure you talk to your people. Make sure people vote and they get involved and they talk to other people. I have to, one of my biggest fears, what wakes me up at three o'clock in the morning is good people not going out and vote because they're upset with the top of the ticket. We have to vote down ticket, Ed. We have to vote for that city councilman, for that legislator, uh, California Assembly or California Senate. And I'll tell you why, because those people are keeping you safe every day. Your Second Amendment rights in California are because we don't have enough good conservative Second Amendment people in the legislature, and you absolutely have to get out and do that. Vote for Trump, vote for Doug, but vote down ticket too, and don't stay home. It's your fault if you don't stay home. You have the most important political office in this nation, and the most political uh, important office is what? That of voter, that of voter. And if you, you know, we don't need term limits. We need involved voters making statements at the ballot box please please get out and for those of you that for those of you that are saying hey i'm not happy with this i'm going to stay home it's our country it's our country and a vote and a stay-at-home vote is a vote for the democrats because they're not staying home you got to get out and vote november 8th and for you democrats it's november 9th and uh <laughs> and let's uh let's get uh let's get doug shepherd elected let's get Amen. uh donald trump elected and uh vote Vote the R's, folks. Vote the R's. Like we've said many times on here, you vote your conscience in the primaries. And uh, now it's time for, uh, now it's the general election. You vote party line. Party Amen. line. And we don't, ha you know what? We just don't have any have any other chance to save this country. I don't know that we can last, last another eight years. It's your country. It's your paycheck. It's your family. It's your religious uh, freedoms. And remember, if nothing else scares you, the Supreme Court should scare you. The Supreme Court can scare you because they are working on willing away at the Constitution, which is First Amendment, Second Amendment. And we talk a lot about the Second Amendment, Ed, but you know the First Amendment? Hillary Clinton would love to shut down you and talk radio. She would love to do it, and she's tried to do it, and if she gets the right court on there, she can do it. So I'm all about 
fighting for that, if nothing else. As am I, as am I, I like having, I like having, uh, you know, everybody has the right to their own opinions and everyone has a right to hear mine. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to allow that to happen. And the most important thing is our kids and our grandkids. Amen. Because uh, you and I have, uh, have built nice lives. Yep. And, uh, and no matter what they do, we're going to, we're going to be fine. I'm concerned about my kids and my, my, I've got two grandkids and almost one on the way and almost the third one on the way. You've got one and I got uh, one and one on the way. And, uh, and grandkids are how uh, God pays us back for putting up with uh, raising our kids. They're wonderful. I'll tell you what, you got to st- think strategically. You got to think down the road and think 10 years out and 20 years out. And I'll tell you this, I talked to a lot of millennials, that word millennials, that's 18 to 34 year olds. Those people are passionate about our country. They just want a, they just want a direction and they're on our side, believe it or not. All we have to do is get that message out. But the grandkids, young people, I am confident that, um, that the message and that group of individuals will be uh, will be honored. Will really move our country forward. Which which means parents out there, talk to your kids. Yeah. Make sure they vote. Make sure they know how important it is. And let's get out on November eighth. And uh, and Doug, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, coming into the main event. And uh, good luck to you. And I will uh, I'll have you on again before November eighth. And uh, we'll show you all the support. Thank you. Keep up the good work. All right, folks. I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. Let me remind you, coming up September fifteenth, Thursday evening, in our office in Moreno Valley. Uh, first time homebuyer seminars. If you guys are thinking about buying a house or you're wondering if you could, or you're saying, eh, I don't, I think I need to wait, uh, save up some money. Find out about what's available out there. There's the programs that you can get in with uh, nothing out of your pocket. And there's all kinds of, uh, it's, it's easier than buying a car essentially. And, uh, so if you're, if you're renting, you're living in an apartment, uh, send me an email at, uh, Ed Hoffman at WCC Loans. I'll forward it over to uh, uh, Chris Dominguez and Lee Duran. We'll get you on the list. We can only fit about 40 people in there and uh, in that room and uh, come learn how to buy a house. Uh, once again, stay tuned. After five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, and commercials, we'll be right back with part two of the main event. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president Wholesale Capital Corporation. Your local direct mortgage lender, if you need uh, any kind of financing, interest rates are really, really, really good right now. If you haven't refinanced, I know I have like six houses I haven't refinanced that that I could drop down like a whole point, and it's just a hassle for me to do it because it's me, and I've got lots of properties, and it's uh, my tax returns are thick. But I will actually do it as soon as I get done refinancing all of you guys. So if you don't have to hassle it because I'll do it for you. Nine or eight 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 five five six four zero twenty twenty. Call me, and uh, we'll get you on there. Go to edhoffman.net and uh, we will uh, and just hit apply now, and we'll put all that stuff together for you. So, uh, <clears throat> so I had uh, Doug Shepard on before. We're talking about the election coming up in November. Let's talk about the rest of the stuff that's going on in the uh, presidential election. So on Tuesday, Donald Trump gave a policy speech on law and order near Milwaukee. Apparently, apparently he's seeing himself go down in the polls, and I think, and I think it's just he hasn't caught on. I think once the once it starts to get closer, I I have a really hard time believing that people don't care about what a corrupt felon that Hillary Clinton is and why she. You know, enough people haven't seen Hillary Hillary's America or Clinton Cash. You guys need to watch those two movies. Uh, Hillary's America is uh, at the uh, at the theaters out there. Just go to Hillary's America. Just Google Hillary's America, and uh, they have a thing you can put in your zip code to tell you where it's playing. Um, 
I saw it at the Riverside, uh, the Riverside Plaza, the Regal Theater over there. Um, and then uh, Clinton Cash, you can see, I think on Breitbart, Breitbart.com has it. But just Google Clinton Clinton Cash, you can see it online. It's about an hour long. Um, so Tuesday, he started, gave, a, gave a policy speech on Law & Order. Uh, somewhere near Milwaukee, the location was chosen because of the riots taking place there over a police shooting that one that that happened to be involve a black officer shooting a black suspect. So apparently it's not even important that you're shot by a white cop. If you're shot by a cop, uh, then uh, Black Lives Matter gets crazy. Uh, so it makes it less of an outrage for liberals because, you know, a black guy killed a black guy. They don't really black lives don't matter as much when a black guy kills him, um, apparently. So even though the writing has just been just destructive as it was in Ferguson and Baltimore, Trump started out his speech by pointing out that the ultimate victims of race writing are, he reminded us that who they are, and uh, he reminded us that putting up, uh, putting up with the way liberals do is, is not compassionate. Law and order must be restored. The main victims of these riots are law-abiding African-American citizens living in these neighborhoods. It's their job, it's their homes, it's their schools and communities which will suffer the most as a result. There's no compassion in tolerating lawless conduct for anyone. Yeah, I just don't understand how I don't understand how people don't understand that. It's kind of like that scene from uh, uh, Goodfellas. You know, I just, I just uh, let, I just cooperate. Let the guys come in and search. They come in with the search warrant, and I just uh, offer them coffee. You know, the other lady, she, uh, she gets mad at him and spits on a rug. She spits on her own rug. What sense does that make? You know what? Uh, and these guys just riot. They riot. We gotta give them time to be destructive. So next, he pointed the finger at Hillary Clinton and the Democrats for propagating the anti-police climate America has been steeped in for the past few years. Those peddling the narrative of cops as a racist force in our society, a narrative supported with a nod by my opponent, shared directly in the responsibility for the unrest in Milwaukee and many other places within our country, have fostered the dangerous anti-police atmosphere in America and all throughout America. Every time we rush to judgment with false facts and narratives, whether in Ferguson or in Baltimore, and foment further unrest, we do a direct disservice to poor African-American residents who are hurt by the high crime in their community. A big, big unfair problem. Yeah, and finally, uh, Trump, who he only has 9% support of black, black Americans, um, he reached out to the African-American vote. I'm asking for the vote of every African-American citizen struggling in our country today who wants a different and much better future. It's time for our society to address some honest and very, very difficult truths. The Democratic Party has failed and betrayed the African-American community. Democratic crime policies, education policies, and economic policies have produced only more crime, more broken homes, and more poverty. Yeah, the, uh, the African-American people especially need to see this movie, Hillary's America, because uh, it's, 
Hillary's America is about an hour and 47 minutes long. And I would say you're hour and hour and 10 minutes into the, into the movie before they say anything about Hillary. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza makes a, uh, gives you a, a history of the democratic party. And if you, uh, and if you don't know, if you don't realize that, um, the slaves freeing the slaves was not the Democrats, it was Republicans. You know, uh, Abraham Lincoln started the, the Republican party and, you know, originally it was the Democratic Republican Party, and then they split into the Democrats and the Republicans. And the uh, and when you watch and see what what has gone in history, um, it's not that the Democrats figured out that hey, if you pander to the minorities and you make them think that that we're for them, it doesn't matter what we do; it only matters what we say. Kind of like why Hillary Clinton is. Uh, is up in the polls right now because it doesn't matter about who she is or what she does. It only matters about what she says. And since she doesn't have a, she doesn't had a, a press conference in in almost a year, um, there's no opportunity for her to say anything stupid. Um, but everything she says is a lie. And every time she gets in front of a, you know, in an interview or anything, uh, you know, if her lips are moving, she's lying. And I'm sure that will come out more and more and more. So uh, Trump's law, law and order speech was well received. Uh, which is why it surprised everyone when his campaign uh, announced a major shakeup the next morning on, uh, that was uh, Wednesday morning. Paul Manafort, who was brought in several months ago to help Trump look more presidential, was demoted from campaign manager to campaign chairman. And then, of course, Friday morning, he actually resigned. We couldn't have seen that coming. And uh, he was replaced by controversial Breitbart head, oh, I'm sorry, by Steve Bannon, and Bannon will now be the campaign campaign's chief executive. In addition, they brought on uh, Republican pollster Kellyanne Conway, who will now be the campaign manager. So let's see, campaign chief executive and campaign manager. Uh, Kellyanne Conway is the one we see on TV uh, all week since, uh, since this shakeup on uh, Wednesday morning. And ironically, she was on the Kelly file the night before. Listen as she talks about Hillary Clinton's campaign. Do you think she was contacted by Trump's people right after that? It's August, not October, and I still would rather be him than her because to stay for some things he says versus distrust of her. Distrust of her is so mountainous. And by the way, Martha, scarcity has benefited her. Where have you really seen her or seen her campaign covered in the two weeks since her convention? That her campaign knows that the more we see her and hear from her directly, the worse it goes for her. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wonder if if they actually thought about having Kellyanne as the campaign manager before that, or if they got her that night and said, "Wow, she's she's strong." On the Fox News show, outnumbered uh, Trump staffer Anthony Scaramucci uh, posed an interesting question about Conway: Why aren't we celebrating the first time a woman has been a presidential nominee's campaign manager? One thing I'm fascinated by is that Kellyanne Conway was just named the first female campaign manager of any Republican presidential candidacy Mm -hmm. in American history. Uh, And I just find it very odd that nobody in the media is really picking up that narrative and picking up that story. And so. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing if it was a if it was a first female anything else in history, um, it would be a big deal if it was Democrats. But it's a. It uh, doesn't seem to make any difference if it's Republicans. Uh, but meanwhile, the supporters are like supporters like me are more comfortable with the campaign shakeup. Not everybody is. Let's play another clip from Outnumber where the ladies question the decision that uh, and Scaramucci defends the campaign. 
when he says, you know, I'm going to put really smart people there. Um, and I think this week may be problematic for statements like that because he puts smart people in place and then seems to fire them or demote them. And there's this sort of turnover. Okay, so I didn't I didn't see a firing. Yeah. I know you saw a demotion, but I yeah. saw oh my gosh, some strategic I saw some strategic move. You know, the, the ladies that you hear talking are uh, Kennedy and Megan McCain, uh, uh, John McCain's daughter, who uh, likes to hear herself talk a lot. Um, I don't know. That's my my observation. But then uh, Thursday evening, Thursday evening in a rally in North Carolina, Trump made a, made some interesting comments. And uh, this is Thursday evening. Just This is just part of his rally. Let me play this. Sometimes in the heat of debate, and speaking on a multitude of issues, you don't choose the right words or you say the wrong thing. I have done that. And believe it or not, I regret it. And I do regret it, particularly where it may have caused personal pain. Too much is at stake for us to be consumed with these issues. But one thing I can promise you this, I will always tell you the truth. That, that is something completely different than the other side because whenever Hillary Clinton's lips are moving, she's lying. Same thing with her, her hubby, Bill. And while we're talking about Bill, while the Democrats like to pretend that Bill Clinton's presidency was spotless, those of us who remember the way he degraded the dignity of the office are uh, doing what we can to keep it in the news. Fortunately, Hillary's uh, running mate, her vice presidential running mate, Tim Kaine, did his part to help out this week. This week, Kaine was asked about a comment he made 14 years ago in Richmond Times-Dispatch in his home state of Virginia. Speaking on a sexual harassment and bribery scandal involving Virginia's Speaker of the House at the time, Kaine told the, speak told the paper that the Speaker should resign and then that he thought Bill Clinton should have resigned from the presidency during his sex scandal in 1999. So Kane was asked about it this week. Let's hear how he dug himself out of a hole. I had some feelings of disappointment back then. Um, but, you know, and that's now 20 years old. And when I'm talking to people on the campaign trail, they're not asking me about old controversies. They're asking me about tomorrow. What are we going to do tomorrow to have an economy that works for people? to have a stronger security posture through stronger alliances. And I hear a lot, what are we going to do to make sure we have a community that respects all? So, you know, I, and past controversies aren't that important to me now. Yeah, I mean, so do you think your feelings have changed? It, it was a feeling I had at the time, but I, now I'm thinking about what do we do to help this country be strong? And, um, and so the past controversies don't have anything to do with that question. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that the past controversy. Remember four years ago, uh, uh, um, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, they brought up that when he was in grade school or junior high that him and a few other kids beat up some other kid. And for whatever reason and whatever whatever the details were, I don't know. That was pretty important back then that he had done that. But now, you know, when it comes to a sex scandal, that's not really that important. You know, some of us, uh, um, some of us think Bill's past controversies have everything to do with what's happening now, and uh, sp and I can't say enough. Go see Hillary's America because he ties in Bill's past controversies into what's going on with Hillary. But here's here's Megan McCain. 
I think his behavior is deplorable. I don't want him in the White House. People are raising questions right now publicly. I believe it was the New York Post of whether or not he should be allowed to have female interns if she is elected president. This is a very current topic. Yeah, I would I would imagine if you're if you're a parent and your kids are in political science, political science majors or government majors and they go to uh, Washington DC to be uh, interns in the White House, it's if they're girls I would be concerned if Bill Clinton's there. I wouldn't let my daughter go. Of course, my daughter's thirty now and she's married. And <clears throat> but you know, think about think about your kids. Think about your grandkids. Um, interestingly, Hil- Hillary's campaign is subtly acknowledging the allegations against Bill Clinton. Regardless, um, Trace Gallagher explains how Hillary's campaign website had a message to rape to rape survivors, rape survivors that has been slightly altered. If you looked at the site back in January, you would have read the quote here, and I'm quoting, I want to send a message to every survivor of sexual assault. You have the right to be heard, you have the right to be believed, and we're with you. But by early February, the lines that read, you have the right to be believed, and we're with you, had disappeared. Though there is still a video on the page where Hillary says it. Some believe the deleted phrase might be due to the reemergence of Juanita Broderick, the now 73-year-old woman who accused Bill Clinton of raping her back in 1978 when she volunteered on his campaign. The former president denies the allegation, but in January, Broderick started tweeting about seeing the Clintons back on television, saying, quoting here, I was 35 years old when Bill Clinton, Arkansas Attorney General, raped me and Hillary tried to silence me. I am now 73. It never goes away. No, it never does. And also, here's something else we didn't know about Juanita Broderick. In addition to a comment Hillary made about her back in May. Juanita Broderick also came out in support of Donald Trump. And during a campaign stop in May, Hillary Clinton was asked if all rape rape victims should be believed. What about Juanita Broderick? Here's the reply. Listen. Well, I would say that everybody should be believed at first until they are disbelieved based on evidence. Based on evidence. Hmm. I wonder how that how that relates to Hillary Clinton, the person who's actually making that remark. They should be believed. Until they shouldn't be disbelieved. Till they they should be believed until they shouldn't be believed, based on the evidence. And does that does that uh, does that have any relationship to Hillary Clinton? I don't know. I don't know if uh, I guess at this point, what difference does it make? So uh, <clears throat> this week, uh, Louisiana Louisiana's having some flooding problems. I guess it rains a lot down there, and they're having some flooding problems down in. Uh, Baton Rouge, which is actually the capital of Louisiana, for those of you that memorized all the capitals of the states. Um, so it's it's uh, it's you know uh, chest level water everywhere, flooding. It's uh, tons of people that are put out of their houses, and uh, now the water's flowing down south, so it's hitting somewhere down uh, eighty miles down down south of there. And uh, amazingly enough, Trump, uh, Donald Trump, and Mike Pence went and visited there Friday. They actually went there, and uh, uh, apparently Barack Obama can't go there to see the devastation because they said it would make too much, it would get in the way of first responders and uh, to have the presidential, uh, uh, the whole, the whole, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their whole, uh, uh, their contingency, their, uh, their, their whole group, the, 
you know, the, when Air Force One goes, there's another plane that goes with it. So they carry the limo and they carry all the all the Secret Service guys. And wherever he flies, there's another plane that flies with him. And uh, so it would it would just get in the way there. Of course, if you remember back in 2005, I think it was, uh, Hurricane Katrina came and uh, flooded out uh, southern Louisiana. And, uh, and President Bush... George W. Bush did a flyover, and they took a picture of him looking out the window of it because he wanted to see the devastation. They decided not to not to uh, land and create a bunch of uh, a bunch of hassles for the first responders trying to rescue people. And he was he was basically ridiculed for years over that. But of course, it's a different it's a whole different thing. Of course, Obama didn't really want to upset his uh, his Martha's Vineyard vacation. He's been there for a week golfing and uh, he can't be bothered with you know uh, a state of people that are uh, I don't I don't know if anybody's actually died I think a couple people have actually died but uh, and it's not very many but a lot of people that are just misplaced and I hear there's a there's a uh, what they call the Cajun Navy so all these guys in in southern Louisiana that uh, have their boats so they're taking their boats and taking people out of their off the roofs of their houses and taking them to uh to dry space and so they can get to a, a hotel or some or a shelter or something so they can uh you know they can survive while the water goes away so i don't know just call it a call it a uh a double a double standard i would think obama should be ridiculed for that but trump's there trump's there and he's surveying the things and Trying to offer some hope. I don't really know what you can do. It's not like you can change nature and and make it move over. So uh, other news, the Olympics, uh, other stuff that's going on this this uh, this week um, in the Olympics down in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. A lot of controversy because uh, four uh, four Olympic swimmers getting ready to come home went out partying one night, and apparently uh, there's some stories about a. Uh, uh, bathroom being busted up, and uh, I think the guy's name was Adam Lochte, the the young kid with the gray hair, Brian Lochte. So him and a couple other guys, Brian got out of the got out of the uh, the country um, beforehand. They detained Ryan. I see. I was right the last, first time. It's Ryan. He got out of the he got out of the country before uh, uh, there could be any any uh, charges. Two other guys. But apparently they indicted uh, Ryan Lochte and one other guy, um, one of his teammates, uh, for making up a story. Because apparently there was a little alcohol involved. And uh, maybe they didn't remember the story quite right. And uh, the story that I heard was somebody busted up a uh, busted up the bathroom and broke the mirrors and the trash cans. And they just went into a, uh, into a uh, gas station and just busted up the thing you know kids kids that with alcohol in them just uh it's not a good not a good thing and apparently these millennial kids just don't learn any manners i actually have uh one of my guys on my team is down there in rio uh watching the olympics he'll be back next week and uh i text him and say are you okay down there are you you know are you alive i'm hearing a lot of weird stuff going on alex actually said uh hey you know what there it's like any other city it's it seems to be safe the water seems to be blue. Uh, there's definitely places you don't go at night, and uh, you just, you know, you just behave yourself. And uh, you know, apparently, the parents of these uh, Olympic Olympic swimmers never taught them any manners. And uh, and certainly, you know, hey, when you're in a foreign country, 
if in 2016 you go into a foreign country and you're not aware of what's going on, hey, behave yourself. Go down there and uh, and and compete in your compete in your your uh, your sport and make America proud, and then come home. Maybe they should have talked to Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps did that a couple a couple of Olympics ago and got his first seven or eight uh, gold medals and uh, got millions of dollars of uh, of uh, endorsements, and then uh, he wasn't aware of what it's like to be a role model and apparently somebody videotaped him smoking some uh, weed at a party and next thing you know he lost all his endorsements i don't know that was probably the most expensive toke in the history of weed smoking ever he lost millions because all the weedies and nike or or adidas or whoever whoever it was the shoe company and the the weed he took his picture off the weedies box hey that's really not our thing that's really not uh, representing uh, what we want to have on our Wheaties boxes and stuff. And uh, you know what? Hello. Use your brain. Parents, teach your kids. Teach your kids to uh, to behave themselves. Have respect for the. Have respect for their uh, for authority. Have respect for their elders. Have respect for the police. And uh, they won't get they won't get beat up. They won't get arrested. They won't get dead. Uh, because uh, police are people too, and uh, you know other countries have uh, have the right to respect when our people go down there, just like we expect. To, oh, we don't expect anybody that comes to our country to have any respect for us or or our, uh, our society or our culture. We just we want to respect the way they do things. Yeah, we we bring people in here, and that's how it is. So. Uh, so that's what's going on. Hey, so I got a couple minutes. I got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about a couple things uh, that are that are uh, that are that I'm dealing with. Hey, uh, if those of you that know that we have our uh, our charitable organization, uh, WCCCharities.org, um, where we're raising money for veterans veterans causes, we had a uh, we had a um, a uh, fundraiser that was scheduled for September 10th. That we had to uh, we have to move the date back. I was scheduled for to be at the Victoria Club. Uh, stay tuned if you've uh, if you're sponsoring that. We're moving it back. We're trying to get it on Veterans Day, but we're having some conflicts there with with uh, the veterans with the with the Victoria Club. So we're either going to uh, get that a new location, or we're going to just push it back a little bit. And we're raising money to help uh, help the Gary Sinise Foundation actually uh, turn a uh, house into a smart home for for our friend Andrew Botrell, who's a triple amputee. Um, Army Army EOD who was uh, embedded who was embedded with the Navy SEAL uh, team SEAL Team Ten uh, back in 2013 I believe it was but uh, uh, Andrew's a great guy and him and his wife just had their first baby uh, baby girl and uh, that we're looking forward to being a big part of of uh, the Gary Sinise Foundation uh, converting that house to a smart home for him so it'll be he'll be able to live there and raise his family for his whole life and for the price that he paid uh, for our country and our freedom so uh, also and before I before I sign off let me re uh, let me mention also the first time home buyer uh, uh, seminar going on Thursday night September 15th at our office if you're interested in getting a shot at that Ed Hoffman at WCCLoans.com and I'll put you on the list and uh, you'll hear back from uh, Chris Dominguez Lee Duran who are putting this on and uh, now I'm all out of time for this uh, episode of the main event my name is Ed Hoffman thanks for listening to the main event and I'll be back again with you next week